this up. Who does all these? Who does all these paintings? Oh shit, man! I don't even. Who, oh, I these are actually um. Uh, Ramsey. Yeah, Ramsey. Oh, Ramsey, the dude that I guess he kind of like runs the spot and shit. Hey, that has nothing to do with what we about to talk about, by the way. But these pictures back here are hella dope, just in case y'all didn't know. <laughs> anyway, y'all know what it is, man. It's your boy Seven the Panther. Welcome to Panther Politics Podcast. Happy New Year. First and foremost, this is our first pod of 2023. Um, shout out to my sponsor, Pretty Kings. Everybody in Hawaii, one love to y'all. Um, if y'all heard the album of the year uh, episode that just came out last week, you probably heard me talk about one particular project that was extra drippy. <laughs> And this brother never disappoints. My man, Anthony Danza, in the building. How you living, family? Oh, what's up, baby? Good to see you, man. Good to see man, you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, indeed, brother. Now, I, I reaped high praise on All Hell, All Hell Danza um, on, on, the, on the podcast last week. The, the brother that you made the project with, All Hell YT. Yeah, shout Where's out to he All Hell YT. I think All Hell YT is uh, from Delaware by way of um, Colleen, Texas. Or Colleen, oh. Texas, by way of Delaware, one of those. I forget exactly how you say it, but I, I think um, he grew up in Colleen, Texas, but his family is originally from um, from back east, and he's uh-huh. always been checked in and, and clocking in back there through the years. But he's been back east for I think quite a while now. Okay, so, I can do. So how did y'all how did y'all even link up to do the project? Man, shout out to Doe Networks. Doe Networks is um is a is a brother that's very very involved in um. In is what's going on on the indie circuit of music right now. I, to me, he's one of the the, uh, the, the filthiest street A and R's in the game right now. He reached out to me um, a couple of years ago and just you know just tapped in and, and uh, you know got a pulse on what was going on. I think if I remember correctly, I think Doe connected all hell YT and I a couple of years ago. Just saying, hey, you guys would be you know what I'm saying we would dance well together. No doubt. Um, and we started just, you know, sending songs back and forth through the years. And we got a couple, but, like, we kind of never missed. Every time we dropped something, you know, it was one that um, that really went. And, and it was always, you know, a good chemistry. And it was easy chemistry. So at some point, we were just like, man, we probably should, you know what I'm saying, get up and see what happens. And we did. And... That thing is fire, bro. You know, I always, every time you drop, I'm right there. Every time you drop, I'm right there. And I'm always on it immediately. Um, one thing that I did say on the pod last week, and I want to tell you this face to face, I went back, uh, I started from Intel Design, which was the very first time I ever heard of you. I mean, like, it wasn't the first time I heard of you because I actually met you on tour uh, uh, the, the, previous, the previous year. But like, I went from that project up to this one. And I told everybody, I was like, bro, listen, if you in want to- In succession? In like, succession, yeah. Oh, I just listened to everything straight through. And I was like, if you, if you want to talk about an artist growing, his pen game growing and, and growing in front of your face, you are the prime example of that. Like your your pen has gotten crazier and crazier every project. <laughs> right. No, I agree with you. Um, you know, I never, you know, when it comes to addressing music or um, like addressing records, my focus is always to make the best record, not to be the best rapper. No doubt. Um, you know, on a record, but at some point, um, you know, I got a real passion for trying to be the best rapper or. There was a lot of venom in being a great rapper to make the best song, make the best record. You know what I'm saying? No so, doubt. Um, you know, I, I have to fall in love with that process, and you know, I, it's something that I fell in love with. You know, in the midst of my journey, you know, I wasn't probably you know a lyricist first. It was a, you know, I'm, I'm, I grew up on the West Coast. I'm a beat first, no doubt, know, type of listener. And thankfully, things changed. Not to say that you know I don't. Um, you know, love you know the song side of, of things because I'm just as in tune with that. But um, 
definitely, you know, the message and the story and, you know, a, a human intelligence, you know. Yes, you indeed. Know, that is, you know, it's got a lot of a lot of magic on that side of the record. True indeed. I actually got a chance to watch you work in the lab before, and I was just like, yo, this process is dope. Like, and the process is dope, but the outcome, when people hear the, the end result of the record, if they, if they only knew what the process was leading up to that, they would probably be like, damn. You know what I'm saying? But like, I, I love the way you work in the studio. It's very different from like myself and some of the other people I work with. Um, you have a very, because you're a producer as well as an MC, your ear is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Um, now, I was, I was trying to put somebody on, and they was like, well, where should I start? And I wanted to say Intel Design, but then I was like, well, nah, start from BBS Diaries. Start there, and then we'll go back to the other one. BBS Diaries, for me, kind of changed the game in, in regards to like your career as an artist. Um, it kind of started opening new doors for you. What was the motivation though, to, to go with that sound and kind of kind of stay with it? Um, well, first of all, I'd agree with you too. If, if someone gets tapped in for the first time, I tell them to start there too. It just, it feels like that was like the the, the rebirth or like the the second coming of, of, of my efforts. But um, I don't know, to be honest with you, I had a joint um, like BBS Diaries that I did 10 years before. Oh, and, um, okay. It's called Back to the Future. Um, same, same structure. I would take the old school joints and flip them and, and, uh, and not really do too much over the production, right? I would right. just scramble scramble the loops up, um, use hooks from these original songs, mm. just rap over them and rap inside the mix, you know, like, like I was from 84, 83, whatever the song was made. And, you know, we're traditionally, you know, in hip hop, we're going to, put some drums over the top of them oh, yeah. and rap over the track. You Absolutely. Know? So you get remnants of the sample, but you're hearing a new, you know, a new drum break or you knew something over it that makes it updated. Well, I, you know, in BBS Diaries, I was really looping these, these in, in arranging these songs to where um, it was just the raw track and then I'm rapping inside of their, of, of their mixes. Um, but I had this, this this tape, you know, that 2010 called Back to the Future. That's it's almost the same exact um, formula, right? Um, and for whatever reason, you know, I kind of just didn't feel like the world was ready for it, you know, or my or my way wasn't mature to where it was getting any traction. And I think, you know, after seeing London Drugs starting mm. to get a wave, I kind of was like, okay maybe it's time again like maybe people are ready for the sound again you know the um you know the everything's cyclical like fashion and everything you know Absolutely. Like we get away from things and and it comes back this way and i was like okay maybe the west coast sound you know the funk sound is 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 the fans are ready to 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 um understand it again so i kind of dusted off the same formula some of the songs even were some of the same songs you know i just would either uh, you know, uh, revamp a verse or whatever it is, um, and and come out that formula again. And just luckily, they were ready for it. Like people were ready for that. Ever. And I said, I said on the pod last week, I said, this is without a doubt. And I'm I'm not just talking about this project, but this whole run since BBS Diaries came out is probably the most, uh, the best use I've seen of loops in that manner since the Bad Boy era. Like I, I haven't heard anybody else do it that well since then mm. so um it doesn't feel forced when you do it like i know that you're not um like when i think when i think about it when i hear the music the first thing people would think well that's old i'm like yeah but he's not he's not old like watch what happens next you know what i'm saying and then you start rapping and it turns the song into a whole different 
thing. It's still the same record, but it's a whole different thing now because of the sauce that you add to it. Mm. So I think you took a lot of those records and turned them into something that would be more palatable to, to a younger audience that may not even know where the sample came from. Like sometimes a younger person will hear it and be like, that's really dope. He made a, you know, he made a dope record, but they don't know where the sample came from. So it's like, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think that's part of the um, you know, the art artistry and you know the uh, the whole subculture of sampling, subculture of West Coast music and subculture. Like, there's like, you know, East Coast got a sample culture. Absolutely. The West Coast got like a different sample culture, and it's like they all they all kind of have their different rules and different um, nuances and things like that. And so the West Coast sample culture is like, you know, to find out. Um, you know where that melody comes from, or or um, you know what what is that? The East Coast sample culture is is uh, you damn near like they chop them up so so tough that you don't even it's not even about guessing. <laughs> you don't even where, know where it came from. <laughs> that don't even matter. I think on the West Coast you like it, it's like oh yeah that's an Earth Wind and Fire joint. I fuck with that. Blah, blah, blah. On the East Coast, correct me if I'm wrong, and I don't know. Um, but most of the time, like you don't even care where it's coming from. If it's if it's nice, it's nice, and like you know, it's a lot of times it's it's unexplainable where it is because it's chopped up so much. Oh yeah. The West Coast likes to the the culture. They want you to know, remember what it is, or you know, connect to it. Like oh, that's a, that's a Gap Band song. <laughs> like yeah, like you know, like you get excited about it because it gives you that feeling. Like yeah. And you want to talk about it, and we knew those. Right, not to say that it, 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 people didn't know the records from other places either. And like, and like I said, I could be way off because um, I didn't grow up on the East Coast, but, you know, I'm just kind of guessing on how, like, you know, the music was made, stuff like that. But I know on the West Coast, like, you almost wanted to connect yourself to, like, I know what that sample is and be proud about it. So when making those records, like, I love to be able to give elements where you can kind of, you know, get it easily. But then at points, like, hide them and, you know, and, and, and tuck them away where it may, oh, wait a minute, this is familiar, but that's not the same as this or whatever it is. Like, oh, yeah. that's, that's a real cool way, you know, of, uh, um, you know, of expression as an artist, I think. Well, that's when you know you're dealing with a real music head. Like, uh, speaking of the East Coast, like most of my producer friends from the East, like they be calling out samples when they hear them in a the song. Me and most of my other rapper friends are like, I don't know where that came from. I don't care. The beat's dope. Put it on. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? So you're absolutely right. Like, unless mostly the producers are, are into that. You know what I'm saying? Though, them and some of the other vinyl junkies who may not be producers, but they just like vinyl and old records. So those people are, are tuned into that. And they'll know, where, hey, that came from such and such. And I'd be like, so? I don't care. Like, I don't care where it comes from. I have, I have no desire to find out where you paid for, to clear this sample, none of that. I don't care. Put the beat on and let me rap. That's all I'm worried about. So you're right in that regard. <laughs> um, now, I did want to say thank you because I actually am on a project that you released called The Nickel. Um, and it was a lot of people on that project. And it, it was really well put together. That, that let me know. Outside of making your own music, just how dope your ear is, I was like, he picked really good songs for this. Like, um, and you're not even on all the records, so it's like, it's not like you just picked these songs because you're not on my record. It was a song I I had already recorded, but like, what was the uh, what what kind of was the 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 idea that led you into doing the nickel? Like, because you were like on a roll already, like, so you really didn't have to involve nobody else if you didn't want to. But yeah, I think you know, growing up seeing um, compilations and soundtracks and and things of that matter, um, you know. Those are things that I fell in love with, and it was a way to spur off and, and find new artists and see who fuck with each other, and you know, kind of a portal into different um, avenues. You know, as, as much as I love people listening to my music, there's only so much dance that you can listen to before you got to take a dancer break and you know, and, and you know, listen to something else and cleanse your palate and go somewhere else. Um, and there's so many dope, dope independent artists 
out there right now. Like no I started finding them and seeing them, and I'm a fan before I'm an artist. You know, um, you know when I like something, I like something too. And so I'm like, oh man, you know, I, I want to take it back to the um, the Death Row days. You know, above the rim soundtrack. You know, like let's put a bunch of jams mm. on here and you know see who's who's making hot shit. And um, you know, not only give my fans some different artists and a change up, but also um, give the homies a um, you know. A, a chance to slide up and, and uh, get some light on what they're doing and, and hopefully you know they can get some traction you know off of it well the numbers on that particular record open bar by the way open bar uh the, the numbers on that the stream numbers on that song went through the roof after you dropped the nickel so like it, i'm pretty sure most of those were people who never heard seven of panther before so i i appreciate you yeah, to no ends for that absolutely that was, that's what we're supposed to do absolutely that's what it's supposed to be about now you being um are you from seattle i wouldn't say i'm from seattle i grew up in oregon uh, my family's from out here. I was born in King County. We moved when we was younger. Um, I moved back up this way um, as I was, you know, out of, out of high school when I was grown already. So um, I wouldn't, you know, I'm from here, but I'm not from here. I feel it. You know, there's always, I, I think, an unspoken thing. If you didn't go to high school out here, you can't say you're from here. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. Now, you said Oregon and Washington. So that actually kind of helps my question. So something that I noticed uh, when I came here was that Outside of Sir Mix-a-Lot, Macklemore, maybe one other person, I can't really think of a name, but um, hip-hop in the Pacific Northwest has kind of been lost in the shuffle for a long time. Um, like, and, I'm, and I mean outside of, like I'd say as far as Kansas City maybe, it was kind of prevalent. Like people knew who people were. Once you get past that, getting into Chicago and over to the East Coast, I had never heard of 98% of the, the rappers I've heard from out here since I moved here. Um, and most of them have been making music for a really long time. So uh, it was kind of crazy to me. But have you found it to be any more difficult, you know, kind of putting your stamp on shit being from out here um, where people aren't so readily like, oh, he's from Seattle. Yeah. Like back in the day, if you was from Brooklyn, it was, oh, he's from Brooklyn. Run it up. But then you say you're from Seattle. People kind of like, well, they rap in Seattle? Really? <laughs> so, I mean, has it been has it been weird at all for you, um, you know, like maneuvering being from out here? I think anyone that gets asked that question doesn't have a fair um, scope to, to, to gauge against because you've only been in one city, you know, growing up. Well, I, guess, I guess if you've lived in, in, in multiple cities, then I guess that you can answer that. But, you know, when you're from somewhere, all you know is that, that space, right? Right. Um, I think every city probably has its own ecosystem where they feel like no one hears them because, it, you know, local music doesn't get a national push. Right. You're only getting a national push if there's money being pushed nationally behind you, you know, through a, a machine that reaches, you know, a, a national spectrum. Right. Um, you're only getting the, uh, the would you say Brooklyn? Yeah. Uh, the, you're only getting that Brooklyn juice if you hear somebody, like if you're from out here or you're from wherever you're from, and you hear somebody from Brooklyn that's traveling to your city from Brooklyn. Not, now, now you heard of them, but then you find out they're from Brooklyn. You say, "Oh yeah, Brooklyn's hot," but you don't know them just because they're from Brooklyn. It doesn't show up on your doorstep right. just because it's from Brooklyn. Right. Someone had to put them into a space where that CD landed on your doorstep, that song landed in your, in your ear hole from you know ninety two point seven, you know whatever you're listening to. So, I think that it's not any more difficult than any other city. Okay. To, okay. to get now with that being said if you're from a big city that has a lot of door openers you know when it comes to the music industry then it's going to be easier for you to walk in those rooms and further your career exactly you know, my next question when it comes, yeah i mean 
what? L.A., Absolutely. NY, yes. Atlanta now? Uh, Texas, in certain areas, uh, they have. I, I think the biggest thing, I, where my next question was going, and you kind of alluded to it, is like there, is, there isn't really a quote-unquote infrastructure in the Northwest that supports the, the independent music uh, apparatus out here. Like in New York, yeah, there's Def Jam and all this other stuff, but all this time there was like Lyricist Lounge going on and a bunch of other things that still bubble in the underground today. So there's always an outlet for independent artists to do stuff. Um, one of the things I found, and I, and I also noticed that you, you do shows. You do do, sh and your shows are pretty dope, by the way. But um, you don't do an, 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 uh, an uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You don't do an inordinate number of no uh, shows in Seattle just because you live out here. Um, and I think that your reach outside of this area is reflected by the, the successes that you're having in music. Um, like, I wouldn't say is it a conscious thing because I already know it is because we've had conversations in the past about it. But reaching out to these other areas and as you travel out to these other areas, do you see anything that exists in those music scenes that we should probably try to institute here to give us a little more stability as a, as a culture overall? Um, I would say that if you're passionate about doing something, to just go hard with it and do it to death because what makes a great scene a great scene is the individuals in it that are doing their part to you know whether whether it's you know you having a crew and you guys go hard you know for your city and now you have this style um, that people can lean on and you guys did something great for 10 years or what or if it's because you you run an after hour spot that everybody can go after and it's hip-hop and people get a chance to kick you know freestyles at this after hour spot and it's been open for you know however long in this certain city it's people that make the you know that make the scene right right it's not just a magical you know like someone came here and gave us a scene mm -hmm. the reason why new york is so is so um full of value when it comes to hip hop is because there's so many people that are inspired. You have Dapper Dan's that put his life, you know, and dedicated his life to making fashion and, you know, for whatever reason, whether it be money or inspiration or whatever, you got guys that probably, um, you know, lived and died to create Lyricist Lounge, you Absolutely. know, Death Jams. These are people. It's not magic, you know, it's not pixie dust that just, you know, saying that <laughs> just starts doing it themselves. It's people. Big facts. So now when you have a huge city that's got, you know, 40 special people that are doing their respective things, now you have this crazy industry. Seattle probably has 11 great people with a lot of other people that are trying their best. But, you know, when you have these great people that really that are so inspired that nothing's going to stop them and they just do what they do, now you have these great moments in your city that that uh that connect to um you know what it what what a local scene or industry looks like i swear going around city to city i would hear i remember going to phoenix and being like man i wish i lived in seattle i know y'all got a good scene people go you know like you guys do tons of shows there's no shows out here people won't do shows no one shows up doing wooty woo and it just made me think like damn People back home heard this shit. They would fucking they would laugh because they think that it is. It's the exact hella, same shit. Hell, it's <laughs> shitty back home. But you know, in retrospect of that moment, I you know I'm like, man, there is shit that I can pull up to, and that people will be like, I can go to Numos and there'll be a sold out show. You know, for you know somebody um, that's local. Doesn't happen all the time, but it happens, and people show up. Might not be my cup of tea as far as music goes, or your cup of tea, but it's, it's, something's going on here. Absolutely. So, yeah. but they they're out there proclaiming that they got nothing. Like there's nothing going on. Like we, and so I'm like, okay, there's there's cities that got it worse. Yeah, absolutely, like, absolutely. That's real. Now I wanted to ask you about Poop Avenue. I always thought the name was dope. 
I, uh, that name is super dope, by the way. <laughs> um, Proof Avenue is your regular label. Sure, yeah. Okay. So um, as of as as it currently stands, you don't necessarily have to say names if you don't want to, but like currently, who is there, what is like the roster size of Proof Avenue? Um, I'm going to get ready to reveal um, a whole new list of roster here, here real soon. And so I'm going to keep that um, on no the doubt. right now. And I've been kind of waiting to do that for a while because, you know, when I first fired that up, I was planning to be more of a producer. I'm a, the goal is always to be producing other artists. You know, I'm a fan of other artists and the way, you know, of, um, you know people's, people's um, personalities and what they say in their artistry and things like that. So that was the ultimate goal. It just so happens I felt like I could never, um, never uh, lean on or, or, uh, or um, you know, bank on somebody, you know, um, when it came to, to teaming up with somebody, you know, whether it's them not being, you know, reliable or not being on the same vision or you just can't, you know, rely on other people to have the same vision you do or whatever it is. So um, through the years, it's kind of, you know, being put on hold and I became the, uh, you know, the the MVP of my roster right now and I'm leading it that way, which was not the original plan, but um, hopefully soon here, um, you know, we'll change that and I can bring some new talent to uh, the world via my my lens and see how that works out. No doubt, man. I'm looking forward to that. Um, now your production uh, career, like I, I'm, I I was fortunate enough that I came out here right before. Like mind you, I missed the Back to the Future phase. I missed all of that. But like Intel Design came out the year after I moved out here, so that was like right on time. Um, but as far as production goes, like I, I, I like talking to you, I learned so much about your production game and who you who you produce for. Like. Um, Give us some of the names of people you you like done beats for. Um, I mean, my real big big run was probably with Messi Marble, who's um, a Bay Area, San Francisco legend. No doubt. Um, and I got to do a lot of production uh, for um, a lot of Bay Area artists through um, through Messi Marv. But um, you know, just random here's and there's a lot of um, uh, you know local guys. Uh, Definitely did a lot of production for Grinch at some point, Raz Simone, a lot of stuff for myself. Um, you know, and just here's probably, um, you know, there's probably a couple of names out there here and here, here and there, but um, you know, I would say that was probably, that's probably the bulk of them. It's crazy to me when I think about it. Because I know Messi Marv, like, is, we even on the East Coast, we know who he is. Like, you know, I've always known who Messi Marv is. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe the DJ is on to something. You got a caller? <laughs> hey, hey, thank you for calling Panther Policy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, we, like, Messi is, because uh, Messi, like, uh, I went to high school with him, one from Dead Praise, and him and Marv got a joint together um, on the, is it One Nation mixtape? Uh, Bandanas, tattoos, and tongue rings. They have. They, they got a few joints. Yeah. They got. They got a joint on that. Yeah. They man. These dud. And it's crazy because Marv, like you said, he is a legend. So I mean, knowing that you work with people of that caliber, um, definitely lets me know that when Proof Avenue starts releasing artists, that I'm expecting some kabooms. Like if they fucking with you, I'm already in. That's, you already know what it is. So like. It's crazy that you that you that you knew that name back. You know, because it was such a regional sound. You know. Oh to, man. To yeah. know that they, they, they even know that. That's that's crazy. Music is, is powerful. Very powerful, bro. And I, and I think uh, we're seeing the evidence of that. Uh, I remember when you uh, when you first put BBS Diaries out, and like it's been a couple times we were having conversations. You was like, man, I don't. I mean, I, don't, I can't. You know, so I don't know. <laughs> like I'm just I'm just rolling. I don't know. And I and I'm steady watching the numbers climb and climb and climb. And I'm like, yo, he's fucking doing it. And I and I'm 
Uh, I know we, we only got a few minutes, but I, I just want to say before we get into anything else, I don't necessarily have no more questions per se. Uh, I do have one. You may skirt it. Most people do, but we'll see. But um, I do want to say before we do anything else, I'm proud of you, man. Like, I, I watched you go from, I thought you was just a DJ at one point, and then I found out you was a producer, and I was like, oh, he's a DJ and a producer. Dope. And then they was like, well, nah, he raps too. And then BBS Diaries happened, and I was like, oh, shit. And that's what made me go back to Intel Design. So, like, I'm proud of you, man. Like, it, man, watching the growth is amazing. I appreciate it. I'm just trying to uh, hustle and motivate and just, you know, be, be in the arena with my peers and keep knocking shit down and stay inspired. Like, I feel like if you don't keep yourself inspired, this, this life can get really mundane and, and tough to, to keep making it through. So whatever you love to do, keep doing it. And, you know, it helps when you get, you know, the head nods and, and hat tips from, from your peers. You know what I'm saying? Cause For sure. I'm a hip. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a hip hop. You know, student. Like I grew up off this shit. You know, I love flipping through the credits and understanding who did what and why they did it and what where they're from and what the fuck they were eating when they made this shit. <laughs> you know, exactly. Who was in the water out there in <laughs> Detroit? You know, when Dilla was making these records, like, why did he do this? And Mr. PJ Dilla. Um, all that shit. I love that shit. So you know, just trying to you know follow up on that i know everyone else is here for the same reason it's kind of like this isn't a job that everybody gets paid handsomely to this is something this is our life's work so um, and i respect that about everybody you know it'd be easier to go off and do something else and just you know what i'm saying keep the money for yourself and just live comfortably and live cozy doing whatever you're doing where we out here like trying to run down their dream Fuck it. i'm looking at the time watching the time making sure okay so i want to ask you i do have one other question before i get to the weird question i was going to ask you so i'll ask you this because i'm sure you'll answer this one um <laughs> tell me more about minis I have, I have i still have not had an opportunity because usually when i'm up here it's on sunday and it's not open on sunday so oh yeah minis is um is a uh, my coffee shop it's a donut coffee shop over in factory off factory boulevard it's like a small little hut um uh, it is my joint with a, a business partner of mine my sister helps run the, run it she uh she's the manager over there and holds it down and um we pour amazing coffee and make little mini uh on the spot donuts mm. and yeah man that's uh, another business venture that i've um that i got into that uh you know, that I'm rolling with the punches with and, you know, enjoying my time, you know, trying to figure out how to do this. Oh, man, absolutely. It's, uh, I mean, the one thing I will say is this, and, I, and, I, and you know, ever since you started Minis, I'll share stuff on social media and whatnot and, um, you know, try to tell people, hey, you should, go, you should go check it out. You should go check it out. Because I already know that just from what I've known of you in the last six years since I've been here, you don't involve with yourself with no bullshit. So, like, um, mm. you know what I'm saying? And I, I can say that. So, uh, at least at least not that I've seen. So, I, I can only speak from what I've seen. So, this last question is that I'm about to start trouble. Y'all know that, right? Um, oh. <laughs> so, give me your personal top five Seattle, Seattle rappers. Mm. Be they old school, new school, middle school, whatever. It don't matter. But like, just who who would have five when you think Seattle hip hop? Who would have first five MCs to come to your mind? Not including yourself. <laughs> mm, so like my personal favorite, or if I'm out of town and someone goes, who are your top? Who are who is Seattle's top five? Let's go personal. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't because like numbers numbers have a tendency to lie sometimes. So some people have really huge numbers, but I personally don't think they're very talented people. So, but. That's me personally. But I do have a personal list of five people that I'm like, yo, if I give you these five people and you go listen to them, no matter what else you hear out of Seattle, these five people right here, that's it. <laughs> oh, man, this is a long question because I know that once we get down and you start 
you know, thumbing through who who's all available, my answers are gonna change off the rip. Cause like, oh yeah, I forgot about bros. Yeah, no, he's gotta be up there. Um, I feel that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> who's yours? Tell me. And then maybe, my, I can, maybe I can think. My of top five Seattle rappers. Um, okay, well I can't include you because I'm not you. So, uh, you and Fatal are, are definitely on that list. You and Fatal Luciano are both on that list. Um, Seattle. I gotta remember I'm talking Seattle, not Tacoma right now. Well, let's just do let's just do Washington. Period. So I mean, so you and you and Fatal uh, King Lee's is on that list as well. He. he I didn't realize it very recently just how dope he actually is. Like I, I had I had to go back and, and and do my homework, but yeah, Lee's is super dope. Um what is uh what's homie name? God, I can't remember. I'm drawing a fucking blank right now. That's scary. Uh da da da, da. shit. That's only three and they all kind of <laughs> run together, so that's almost cheating, but um now I don't feel so bad because I definitely would probably would have racked them two off in my list as well. But then yeah. I'm, like, I'm tripping for not knowing. But guess what? There's probably hundreds of them out here that once we like sat them all down, you'd be like, okay, this is tough to think. Kelly Reed. Shout out Kelly Reed. Reed. Um, and Stewie Newton. Stewie Newton. Yeah. Stewie Newton. It ain't just battle raps, trust me when I tell you. <laughs> no, that, I definitely, I, I definitely will say, um, Fatal, Fatal is up, is is in my top five. Lee's is probably in my top five too. They both are uh, amazing writers. Absolutely. Flows are never out of pocket. Razor sharp punchlines, like heavy, like amazing, amazing pen games when it comes to rapping. Absolutely. And you know it sucks because um, you know like I get to work with them all, all the time, so it's like not, it's not a moment where I be like I can't wait till the, the day I get to, you know, to rap with them. Like, that doesn't suck, but uh, <laughs> they, nah, it don't they, suck at all. They're amazing, man. These guys are got crazy high level elite talents. No doubt. Okay, I tell you what we'll do. We'll make it a little different. Who are your who are your favorite producers from out here? That one might be a little easy. Not really. <laughs> no, I didn't. I guess this is such a tough, uh, tough question because the way the internet works is like you'll skim through stuff every day, be like that guy's dope, that guy's dope, that guy's dope all the time. So I know there's tons of them out there, but absolutely. Then, but because the internet is so momentarily like, like it doesn't stick in your brain tough. So, um, I mean, I don't want to just say like the cle like obviously Jake One, yeah, super mean. hard, Vitamin D, um, like these guys got. Crazy, 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 crazy tracks um, for years. I know there's a bunch of fire out there. I just that's a longer podcast. So Absolutely, I feel you. I feel you. We got to sit down and start writing out the names and stuff. You know? <laughs> no doubt. That's, that's just not fair. Jake and Vita, Jake Vita, and you again are on that list for me as well. And Antoine Vincent, he's also on that list. And, Antoine uh, Vincent, see there you go. It's already starting. Like yeah, I just talked to Swan yesterday. He was like, uh, I'm, I'm, I got to get him on here soon too, man, because he's done a lot of dope work with a lot of people. Um, is there anybody that you really are dying to work with that you that you haven't worked with yet that you like if I I just I just want to do one song with this person and I'm and I'm not not that I'm cool off the rest of my career but I really want to do a song with this person. Man, I have those moments all the time and now that I'm on the spot I probably won't be able to think of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you good, bro. You but good. I have that. I'm such a fan that 
that um you know I love I have those moments all the time where I'm like oh man I gotta get one with this person from on high levels and low levels like I love I love seeing somebody else's talent and be and being like this is what I love about their talent this is where I would mesh great with them um or this you know like I know what type of I know what type of track we should have I know what type Absolutely. of beat I'm looking for I know who we're going for as a producer I'm gonna produce this one no we have to have you know you know, I feel that, you. That, you know, so yeah, just, just like putting them out there. I feel it. Hell yeah. I I I, I tried to answer that question myself once, and uh, once I got to like nine people, I was like, I don't even know why I'm trying to answer this now. Like this is ridiculous. This <laughs> is turning into a top ten list. Um, mm. but uh, man, thank you so much for your time, bro. And I I, I we definitely will do this again. I, I guarantee you, we'll do it again. and We'll do it longer. Pause. Um. Cause there's a whole lot of other shit I want to ask you, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I'll, come, I'll come in more loaded with, with, with some of your questions too. I know I didn't give you a lot, so um, oh man, nah. on that. Bro, listen. I, at the end of the day, um, I hope that this is just enough to whet people's appetite for them to go check out your music and let it talk for you for the moment. You know what I'm saying? Until we get back to it. So y'all know what it is. Anthony Danza. Not only is that my man, Fifty Grand, amazing artist, producer, MC, business owner. He do it all. Believe me when I tell you, you won't be disappointed. Best sampling game since the bad boy ever. I am not playing with you. Um, you know what? I would love to see you do a song with Bun B. That's putting that in the universe. I would love to see Danza and Bun B on the record. But yeah. Danza and Bun B, huh? I would love to see that. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Y'all know what it is, man. Panther Politics. I'm your host, Seven to Panther. We'll catch y'all on the flip side, man. One. Come on. That's a wrap. Man. That was crazy.